Welcome to the Wrestling is Hard Best of 2021! Yay! <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. I'm Jim. Brandon, it's been a week since I last spoke to you. How's things? Things are good. We, you better pump Migos in for our, our yeah. intro to this one. Yeah, Migos for time. For our bodies. Mm-hmm. And Chris, Chris, you a big yes. fan of Migos? I never heard of him. Okay. Until this <laughs> you look him up over the course of the week. I forgot about him as soon as we got done talking about him. All right. um, <laughs> so it's our best of. Migos. Uh, real quick, real quick. Okay. Fourth wall. I just went downstairs to have a snack, right? Uh, my wife's eating uh, Triscuits oh. with cream cheese. She's smearing cream cheese on it. Oh. Amazing. I've never done this before. Absolutely amazing. Had a couple of those. Still picking some out of cheese. I apologize. And I'm standing there. We're talking. We're discussing a TV show we're both going to watch. She's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm going to start watching the show. I was like, whatever it is, if it's the show Succession, wait, I want to watch it. That's what she wanted to do. She wants to watch Succession. I told her to wait for me. But as I'm standing there, I look out front my bay window, and there's this red sweatshirt bobbing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go walking, running towards the door. I open the door up, and the guy's like, then I open the door. I was like, what's wrong, buddy? He's, I got these old pumpkins on my windowsill outside from fall. But I've just been waiting to take to someplace wooded so I could smash them up. The animals eat them. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to do. He's got a little note in his hand that looks like it's out of receipt paper that says, I took one of your pumpkins. And he said, you okay? I just want one of your pumpkins. Can I have one of your pumpkins? And I was like, you can take them all, buddy. I don't care. <laughs> he said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. They just closed the window. And I went. And I, closed. I was like, I actually got one inside if you want to take it. He's like, no, 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 I'm okay. All right. He's like, if you leave them outside for two months, they get good and soft. I can throw them in a microwave and take it to pound down. <laughs> they cook and mess. Is he use pumpkins him? now? <laughs> he's fucking them. Is that what he's doing, Brandon? He's fucking the pumpkins? Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna plow that thing. Pound, down, down. It was legit. What ten minutes? This happens. This is living in Port Richmond, Philly. Ten minutes. Weirdness happens. I just see this weird sweatshirt bobbing up and down. First thing I think is motherfuckers fucking with my my scooter. You know. No, he's t- he want, he doesn't want my scooter. Who would want that? He wants my pumpkins. He's trying to fuck that old pumpkin. <laughs> I want to fuck that soft ass pumpkin. Was it a jack? Like, was it a jack o' lantern? Did you carve was it something ejaculated? sexy into the pumpkin? <laughs> no, it was not. A, he was gonna ejaculate. 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 In a jack o' lantern. Also, <laughs> I got a pro wrestling tease bag while I while I was uh, busy doing something about an hour hey, ago. We... Setting stuff. I uh, uh, that that was a um uh, a free shipping whatever discount uh, Black Friday purchase, which I'm probably in trouble for. But Why would you be in trouble? Because we're counting cash right now. We are very low on money. And I can't be buying shit. That like, See, I hide it. Oh, well, I couldn't hide it. Hide it all! Look at this bag. You see this bag? It's pink. It says fucking... It says Damien Avenue on it. It's got a picture of fucking Macho Man on there. Look, Coke Cabana. How are you going to hide that? You can't hide that. That was for you. I bought myself something. 
we can't pay the bills, but I bought myself something. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's do our best of 2021. So uh, we kind of talked about how we're going to do this. So we came across a we created a big list through the course of the year of best match and best show. Correct, correct. But we also yeah, have other correct. categories, lots of other categories. So I think we should go through the categories. And we'll each come up with ideas of who we should add to this list. We'll be lawyers for our client. Try to convince the other people. Not necessarily. But explain why we think this person should be nominated. Sound like fun? Chris? Yes. Yes, let's do it. All right, let's let's do, it. do it. Let's start with... Hmm. Which category should we start with? Best Go bottom new, up. Bottom up. Okay, best newcomer? Hardest? No, best best newcomer. How's that? All yeah. right. Who wants to start? I'll go first. I best right. newcomer this year. It was tough because we spent both of our time watching AEW, which you'll probably hear us repeat uh, throughout these awards. And a lot of the newcomers to AEW were not new. They're just guys from other shows. So I selected an actual new wrestler that I I hadn't seen before. I Went with Daniel Garcia, and my reasoning was that he's pretty good at getting heat on himself in his limited amounts of TV time. And when I think back to all the interviews with old wrestlers that I watched, the Broken Skull Sessions back when WWE was its own app and I used to go on there, you'd hear all of them say, hey, when I started, you, I wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was... Uh, a blonde hit. What the fuck was that tag team called? One of the blondes. Hollywood blondes. Hollywood, Hollywood blondes. blondes. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I kept wanting to say varsity blondes. And I just forced my way in there with my my five minutes a week, my ten minutes a week. And I think Daniel Garcia is the epitome of that. Good choice. Good choice. It's a very Chris, good choice. Your turn. So uh, you know, it's funny. Okay, so I wasn't sure because my last year, my best newcomer was an old wrestler that was new on the show that he was on. It was MVP. I'm fine. Um, yeah, so uh, I actually threw around Daniel Garcia. I thought I thought about him. Same reason. Does the best with what he's got, and he's a new wrestler. But my best newcomer of this year is an old guy on a new show, and uh, it's AEW, and it's Minoru Suzuki in AEW. Gave me gave us some of the I think three of the two two of the best matches I've seen uh, all year, and. Um, just to see him on TNT on uh, national television in the United States and them not giving him some new gimmick or hiding him or having him get squashed or whatever was uh, pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, my best newcomer is Minoru Suzuki in AEW this year. Excellent choice. Great. Good choice. Are we going to vote on these at the end? We'll vote at the end. How's that? Yeah, okay. we did. That's yep. what we did last year. Yeah. All right. You're going to see a trend with me. My best newcomer, 2021, is Jamie Hayter. Why? Mm-hmm. Because she catches everybody when they screw up in AW and they fucking need somebody in this women's division. And she's a hate getter and she loses a lot. Although she should be winning, she's in there doing her fucking job every week and she's doing it well. And I enjoy watching her. And I have. She made my list as well. It's a good oh, choice. Excellent. 
Is there anybody you would uh, you think it could, is like A B with your choices? Like someone else you might have? Because um, I had Daniel Garcia on my list as well. I did not have. Yeah, he was my B guy. Pretty original. Yeah. Well, that's anybody good. I, it's, it's almost like we talk to each other every single week about this because those are my two. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's go with. Best old person flop. <laughs> we might be unanimous in this, but we got a couple of them to talk about. Uh, Chris, you want to start off this time? Well, I, do we have a couple? I mean, I can only really remember two, and one of them was fairly recent. Okay. So, so I, I, I honestly, I have to say, I think it's pretty obvious that best, <laughs> best old person flop <laughs> of the year, maybe of the century. <laughs> <laughs> begins and fucking ends with sake il nake Jake snake. What was the pay per view? Was it Revolution? What was the pay per view where yeah. it fell? Yeah, it was Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. And just the fact that the three of us were watching it in three different locations, and Jimmy, you were watching it at work. I was watching it. Work. I was out of control laughing. I was in so. I was watching it with was, another guy who was watching over my shoulder, and I was, and was in fucking tears. It was it was a it was like a slow build. It was everything he did until getting dumped on his ass and dying was like, what the fuck is Jake the Snake doing? It was constant. I mean, we were texting each other back and forth. What the fuck is he? What's I'm just watching. It was just like, you know, like a like a constant like I'm just watching Jake the Snake. I can't keep my eyes off. And then before you <laughs> he was our wallpaper <laughs> fucking podcast. He gave somebody the short on clothesline, and that's what started it. Yeah, because it looked it was like a he injured himself when he did that. Yeah, he gave him the short on clothesline. It was rocky and stiff as hell, and it was just clunky. And he, <laughs> he just, then the face started, and then he got knocked out of the room. It could have been. I don't. I can't remember laughing that hard at any one wrestling moment in my life. There was a bunch of times, too. I'll go next since Brandy went first last time. There's a, a bunch of times as well that um, he was just, like, inserting himself into matches where he didn't need to, where he'd be standing on the stairs and, like, going. And his promos where he's absolutely, you can't, you don't understand anything he's saying. I also go with Sake Danake. But, I mean, very close second place is Arn Anderson falling off the ring, trying to go around the post, and turtling last week. Arn has been uh, pretty much a fucking big flopster (laughs) the whole year as well. But I'll go with Saki Danake. And the funny thing about Saki Danake is that this is a guy who made his wrestling career out of being subtle. Mm -hmm. He was quiet, he was subtle. Now he's like, I gotta insert myself in here because he needs a doctor. He ain't got no, he's a doctor because he ain't got no patience. No patience. Ain't got no patience. And now he's gone. Now he's gone. I don't know what happened to him. Too bad. R.I.P. Brandon? Yeah, I'm glad you picked this one now because, I mean, this is a runaway vote, but I just threw it in there so we could laugh at it one more time since we've yet to bring it up without cracking up yet. Jake the Snake is my nominee coming in in the in the red Carhartt t-shirt and the Wranglers and it was like you you see it the loose trading company yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> you see it brewing and you're like oh man he can't move at all this 
we're waiting for a crescendo and then once we finally got it oh my god like chris said i don't think i've ever laughed that hard watching a, a pro wrestling moment moment of him just sitting uh on the apron wheezing <laughs> can i can i just can i interrupt because it something just dawned yeah, on me i always harp on storytelling 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 <laughs> they, this this was a build that happened in seconds and paid off <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Like it was like, oh, what's why is he what? Oh, oh no! Oh! It's just complete. <laughs> it went from like what's going on here to me. I mean, I, I and and for a week laughed my ass off at this. And you know, a week. We're still, I'm still laughing. My we're still laughing. <laughs> I but remember that, there was a point in the next week where we couldn't even mention Jim Bandis <laughs> from mentioning. <laughs> I'll shut up. I'm sorry. I think like my favorite part about it was that, you know, that he was like, I can go for a minute. I got a minute in me. <laughs> and he gave his his minute and then did this like he rolled out and, and tried not to have a heart attack on the apron like it, like he was off camera. He's just sitting there wheezing, grunting, grunting, but it's all captured on on pay-per-view of him just v- struggling to breathe <laughs> through his teeth. He's like, <laughs> did 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 either of you guys see the the resurrection of Jake the Snake documentary? No. Okay. Basically, it's I, I don't want to say it's an ad, but it's kind of an ad for DDP yeah, Yoga. I mean. <laughs> Whatever. But if you watch that and you see the disappointment, the looks while Jake's like, you know, kind of kind of going up and then taking steps backwards and climbing up and fucking up. And you look at the looks that DDP gives him right in this documentary. Like he's so like treat like just like what the fuck? Like I, I I guess what I'm getting at is it, it, I could see like DDP sitting at his house in Atlanta outside of Atlanta watching this pay-per-view and being like, Jake, come on, dude. What the fuck are you doing in the <laughs> ring, you idiot? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon said he's, he, like, in his mind, he thought he could go. He's like, I, I still got one more run in me, brother. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. I don't know if he he thought he was off camera or he just couldn't control himself, but he was just actively <laughs> in pain. I'm going to tell you right now, now that I think about it, I would be very surprised there wasn't shit in them fucking underwear that he got <laughs> <Yeah>. carried out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> My fire hose pants. Oh. I was at the Luth Trading Company. They followed me around like a shoplifter, by the way, the other day. But did you? Oh, they have a. Yeah. Sh- I thought it was all online. No, no, no. This is a physical brick and mortar. I guess uh, it's over in Cher- it's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And I figured I'd stop in and see if there was anything I can buy for anybody. And they got cool. They got they have stuff. They have. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said I'll go look. Um, uh, I'll go look at flannels mm-hmm. for them. You know, see what they got. I'll give you an update. And the friend I was talking to is a uh, very large human being. He's really like a fire hydrant. He's built like a VW bug, and he happens to be Mexican. And when I text him back later, I said, they had cheesy old white dude, not su- not suave athletic Mexican clothing. <laughs> right. I've reached that uh, that age in life where I 
actively look on LL Bean for clothes. Hey man, nothing wrong with that. No, I some one of the uh, the Ween one of the Wooks from the Ween show. Ween. The other, yeah, the other night left an LL Bean and I was like holding on. To, I was like hold on to it back there, but if nobody nobody claims it by the end of this night, that shit's funny. <laughs> I didn't say that on there, did I? Oh, you, oh, you yeah, gotta like uh, I forget what that's called when you throw it in the bathtub with all those chemicals and just bring all the the, the brown out of it. Oh yeah, oh. it's called washing. <laughs> It's a, <laughs> that's what Jake, it's like Jake did. There was fucking draws. Jake had to do to his pants in the hotel sink with that shower curtain that bends outward. Yeah, they. Uh, it's like the scene from uh, uh, Breaking Bad where they melt the body in the uh, tub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get, a, you get a, uh, a hoodie off of a dude at a Ween concert. You gotta like put some toilet bowl cleaner in there and just really. Soak that thing. Soak that shit. Like those, rack, rack, those boys were damn. Yeah, it was back-to-back ween shows. Not to get off topic, but we're going to, because I don't give a shit. It's our podcast. Um, It was back-to-back ween shows, and they were very nice. To, everybody was very nice. Super nice people, unlike fish fans who are fucking assholes. These people were very nice. But the second show was a Saturday. We don't open till 4. They must have been out all day eating and drinking because there was a line to take a dump. When we opened the door, it was just people loading in there and dropping fucking deuces in the toilet. It's brutal. I had to go in there and air it out, spray it down. Oh. Big poops. They, 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 Weed poops. I mean, they're at the creepy crowd, the ween crowd. I've actually seen them. But to be fair, as a fish fan, you probably had the worst crowd you possibly could have gotten for a show, which that fish show at the Met was an industry-only show where you mm. couldn't buy tickets. Oh, yeah, because you that, that venue's small for them. It was like a couple people off the radio, but they were basically all designated for fish industry people. What which I mean? could What is fish of, industry? Could, what the fuck does that mean? So it was like the serious radio. There's a fish station. That's who ran the event. And they were all like bought and sold by people within that scene. So arguably oh. the worst group of people that you could have possibly had come into the bar. And I had a woman fucking, she tried to leave with a drink. And I was like, where are you going with my glass? Get back here. And she's like, I pay for it. I can't finish it. I was like, yeah, you can sit right here and finish, but you can't leave with the glass. Just chug. I said, just be a big girl and chug that shit down. She sat there and she was slowly sipping on it. And then she, and I was sta- like standing there. She slowly hey. turned around with the glass, like holding it close to her. Like she was like, like the, the Ark of the Covenant. Like she was the like blood Gollum. of Christ. She turned around. She looked at me. She's like, you're a fucking ass. <laughs> I was like, I don't care, man. You're going back to New York, and I already got your money. I don't give a shit. Yeah, if, if fish fans are horrific enough, the ones that are, like, in with the crowd and they're making a career out of it, my oh, God. God. They're probably so fucking, so privileged. I'm right. owed everything. Let's move on. Chris, you a big fan of fish? <laughs> That's enough. All right. Um, He's let's only- do. Let's do. Best storyline. Want to do best storyline? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. And there was two storylines that stuck out to me this year. Little off the beaten path. A B. Like A B. I'll go with B first. Miro's whole storyline where he's. Where he's uh, first he's God's chosen, then he's now he's then he was God's forsaken, and now he's 
in a void, and he has no belief system, and he wants revenge, which just happened. It was great. But I'm going to go with my theme, which is stick up for ladies wrestling pretty much. I'm going to say Starlight Kid turning evil is probably my most entertaining thing for the stuff I watch regularly. I loved every minute of it. She's been fantastic. She changed up her moves, said it's more devastating, and she cheats more. And this was like the mascot of of stardom, and now she's evil. If you don't mind, Jim, I would ask you to humor us and spend a little bit more time on that just because we didn't spend a ton talking about it. Storyline of the year, Starlight Kid turning heel. Yeah, so she Why was, so- she was uh, uh, pretty much the face of their social media. She's got a big TikTok following. She was like, we're bright colors, and, you know, she's, you know, very cute, and, you know, kawaii, as they say over in Japan. It's like a whole thing. And then the leader of Odeo Tai, uh, Natsuko Tora, who's injured, still injured, by the way, she started this movement to strip Mayo Iwatani and her faction of all the things that are important to her. Because she said Mayo is a loser. And everybody leaves her all the time. Basically a heel telling a baby face the truth in their own twisted way. So she sets up this big match where she's going to steal. Well, she already stole away Saki Kashima. And she's going to steal away Maya, or, um, Starlight Kid. Starlight Kid the whole time is like, there's no way I'm going over there. No way. You'll never do it. You'll never do it. They had this big match, which we watched. An elimination tag match. Last person remaining. Last person pinned in the match has to go to the other faction. So you're left with two people, Starlight Kid, Natsuko Tora. Tora, Natsuko Tora beats the living shit out of her. Starlight Kid now has to go to uh, the evil, quote-unquote evil, the bad guys, Odeo Tai, the faction. There's a lot of tears in the ring. Everybody's crying. They're grasping their clutch, and Natsuko Tora's laughing her ass off. And slowly but surely, match by match. At first, she's not, Starlight Kid is not cooperating. Every show, a little bit of darkness is added to her costume. She starts wearing dark lipstick. Her eyes, her, her, uh, she starts wearing purple contacts. Slowly her costume starts changing black and black, and then eventually she's just a shit-eating heel. And then they have a match. Maya Watani does the same thing. We're going to face off against Odeo Tai. If I win, I get Starlight Kid back. She wins, and Starlight Kid says, Fuck you, I'm not going back. I like this. You've been holding me back. This is what I've always wanted to be. And I've unleashed my evil soul. And since Natsuko Tora got hurt, she's pretty much the leader of Odeo Tai now. And she won the um, High Speed Championship, which is basically their junior championship, for the first time ever after losing multiple times. It all built up to the storyline, and it came through, and now we have an evil uh, Dark Star-like kid. And it's great. I love it. She's like the worth the price of admission for every show. Fucking genius, right? Like someone's career actions and results actually impacting who they are as a person. Like mm-hmm. that's something that happens to everybody th- yeah, that they, never happens in wrestling. Right. You have someone that's like super baby face, super baby face, but they're not really winning. And then they turn heel and now they're winning and they're cheating. And then it's like, this feels good. I enjoy this. I've been holding back this whole thing. time. It's great. I think it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, but Miro cool. is you, very man. close second. I fucking love Miro. I love Miro's storyline. I love them all year. Except for except for the fucking video game feud, which was terrible. But as soon as he became the Redeemer, he's been spectacular. Brandon, you're up next. Go ahead. 
Thank you. That added context helps me a lot. Uh, because I know you watch a hundred times as much of that as Chris and I, and I, I don't want to short sell it. Uh, I selected. Now this is a. Uh, we talked about it last week, earlier tonight. Uh, Daniel Bryan going through the Dark Order, which Chris said, "Why is this storyline happening?" And I spoke a little bit about why I find it compelling. And, and to me, this is one of the not to get meta here but one of the actual interesting things happening in wrestling i hate that fucking word meta but uh one of the actual interesting things happening in wrestling is daniel bryan brian danielson who's actually better than everybody on AEW's roster going to their fans and explaining that and then proving it week after week and kind of trying to almost push this show through this like another word i hate like hype beast Oh my God! Everybody on AEW is AEW, and they're fucking great era. And let's see who's actually good in the ring. Yeah, Hangman's everybody's boy. He's been their favorite since day one, but he isn't as good. He hasn't been as good for two years now. He's had time on mic on with segments, and hasn't been as interesting as Brian Danielson. And he's going to fucking prove that to them. Uh, if I can make a quick point, uh, also, um, oh, I forget what my point was. Go ahead, Chris. Your thoughts. Who do you got, Chris? No, well, I just want to say I'll tell you who I got in a sec, but I just want to say to Brandon, like my my I enjoy what the like I said last week, uh, I enjoy what uh, he's doing and I enjoy the story that's being told. Before you kind of explained and 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 it just must have went right over my head. Why is he behaving like a heel? I think in order for them to turn him heel. That um, that that basis for him doing what he's doing, he's going to go through the entire dark dark order. Don't I love that he's doing it, but the the basis for him turning heel is, I think, a little too subtle, right? Where he's going to exp- to me, it's almost like he's explaining how he's doing why he's doing it, where maybe. He should have went through one of the guys and kicked the shit out of him and then fucking explained to him why I did it on the mic. This is why I'm doing it. This. Well, I, I mean, just to, until I got here, you had a roster of shit. Here was here was my point that I forgot. Um, he comes out and he has this 30 minute match with um, uh, Kenny Omega. Comes to a draw. Before he gets a rematch because he win he beat, wins the tournament and now he gets his rematch. Cowboy shit wins the title, and he says, "Cowboy shit, you're not good. En- you're not good enough. You're not a good enough champ. I could beat you anytime. I want Kenny Omega. That's what I forgot about that point. That's what started this off. Brandy, you remember this? Yeah, and I, I didn't even mention that. Sometimes piecing together the details. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but that is a, a, a crucial aspect of this storyline within the show. And uh, similar to when we talk about Dark Side of the Ring, one thing that I think why I pick this is that you don't have to tell me who's the the bad guy and the good guy. I understand within the context of the TV show, it might not be as interesting. But as a viewer of all of professional wrestling over an extended period of time, this is what's the interesting storyline is. They they are starting. They're they're acknowledging it now. They're they're not like totally. Leaning into the what I explained, but I find that to be the most compelling thing going on. So storyline within the show or not, that's my choice. 
but it, I understand it, everything you're saying, Chris. It's also yeah, amazing I, that it's also amazing that it's just started. Like this, this has been going on for two months, right. and it's yeah. pretty much stole the show on AEW. Chris, go ahead. No, you wait to watch him beat the shit out of somebody. I get it. It's all, but it's just maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that Hangman's not all that sympathetic. Right. For you, you know, he's just, for you. yeah, for me, but it's but just kind of most like, of the man. fan base. Everybody's like, oh, they I love, love him. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right, but that's. Sorry, not to. No, to no, no. Keep going, that's, keep going. that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make. Right. Is that that's why it's an interesting storyline is because what their people are excited about isn't that compelling, and so he's going in there and going like, I'll fucking show you what something yeah. that's actually as good is. Yeah. Or I'll show you like without saying it, saying you want to hate somebody, watch me beat the shit out of all your favorites. Yeah, I like that. You you guys have sold me on this. Yeah. All right, Chris. What's your best so, feeling? Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm going deep Bry as well, uh, but I'm going way earlier in the year. I'm going uh, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Okay, so uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan, got you. I thought we yeah. were covering WWE in this, but I guess well, we're, I mean we it was we, we were back of, then. Yeah, we, we have okay. we have That's some fine. of it on the list. What the fuck doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Uh, Edge went nuts, and Daniel Bryan came became like kind of a petulant prick and uh roman was roman stayed cool with shit and i thought it was a great you know uh it was a great way to you know get all three guys in a position in which they're all the main focus of this evenly and it ends with roman basically pinning one on top of the other and essentially send send sending daniel bryan packing was this let me ask you was this um was this uh Money in the Bank? Is that what show this was on? I think it was Mania. Mania? No, no. I think it was Money in the Bank. This was the beginning of the year. This was Q the beginning, of, yes. Was it? Mm-hmm. And I think they, they... Daniel Bryan Reigns was twice, and it was the same thing where it was bite, bite that handle. Right. Yeah, it was the handle biter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody... Oh, it was, it was, it was fast lane. Oh, Fastlane. Okay, yeah, right before WrestleMania. Makes right sense. Right before WrestleMania, and then Daniel Bryan went back in. What's that? What'd you say, Brandon? I never would have said Fastlane. Fastlane, of all. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, like, the one after. Remember, it was Backlash to WrestleMania after WrestleMania? They just called it <laughs> WrestleMania's Backlash. It's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you talking about? All right, cool. All three different choices. Excellent. This is the second one with three different choices. All right, let's go with... All right, Brandon, it's just you and me on this one. Best Twitter handle. We got a list. I created a list. And you add anything if you need anything. How about Meltzer Says What, where they basically just call out Dave Meltzer for lying all the time. We got AW Botches, where they just have a weird vendetta against AW, but they do compile. And it's particularly a big vendetta against Big Swole. This person that runs this account fucking hates Big Swole. She got fired. Did she get fired? Oh, Big Swole got fired? Yeah. From Dubs? A Dubs? Yep. She was the only person they've cut in six months. Oh, no shit. Oh, something must have happened. Well, Maybe, let me just interrupt you real fast because yeah. I'm not involved in this. Maybe this person isn't picking on Big Swole. Maybe Big Swole just keeps fucking up and giving him material. Oh, that's or, true. Or her material. Yeah. Right? I think you're yeah. probably right, Chris. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, uh, Brandon Thurston, who provides us with, uh, since ratings, suddenly ever became, everyone became an expert in fucking ratings since AEW started. Everybody's an expert. This guy actually breaks them down. 
and like makes a business out of it. And last, Nyla Rose's account where she just straight up fucking owns everybody that's insults anyone <laughs> that insults her in any way or her friends in any way, shape, or form. She fucking rules. Brandon, who you got? Yeah. Uh, these are all excellent choices. I've thoroughly enjoyed discussing stuff that I learned from each of these accounts, which I'm glad we're having this topic. Uh, I would go Dave Melter as best Twitter, but I don't have the time to comb through that shit. So my selection is Melter says what, because <laughs> one of the most fun segments we've done on this podcast to me has been Melter says what, and just listening to Chris specifically, like <laughs> come up with different derogatory names to call Dave Meltzer as we break apart the Cunt, old yes. Cunt was yeah. <laughs> as we break up we break down the goddamn uh, barrier of all these old wrestling shitheads <laughs> I agree Meltzer says what always gives me entertainment I wonder if it'll be a multi-year winner this is our first year nominating I hope so. We haven't gone back to we haven't gone to that well in a little while, but right, yeah, well, I'm sure he's still saying dumb shit. I'm sure. I also go. Meltzer says what? Chris, just vote with us. Say Meltzer says what? I'm gonna go. With Meltzer says what? When I'm oh, on excellent. Twitter, Why? I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and uh, I uh, I follow that, and uh, it brings me a lot of joy. All right, follow <laughs> follow, follow Chris at licking chromies. <laughs> licking chromies. <laughs> I have I have no idea what that is, and I'm not going to Google it. I'm yeah, you just do. Gonna, I'm just. We were talking what? about this. Chromies. They're they're. We were talking about your truck, and the the the, <laughs> the, the valve caps. The Chromies. Chromies. That's right. All right. Like Chromies. I forgot. All right, yeah, I do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Next up. Um, who's going first on this one? Brandon, I think you're up first. Hardest to watch. We'll go with hardest to watch. We'll save the, the big ones for last. Hardest to watch is basically anything that was terrible, negative, or really made it difficult to watch professional wrestling in the year of 2021. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, hardest to watch. I select this topic with one person in mind. I'm going to go with an individual wrestler here. And I, I think what I, we threw it out there is hardest to watch slash biggest disappointment. So, uh, and that's Kenny Omega. Uh, Far above everybody else, I selected him as the hardest to watch, uh, partially because of the expectations I had. I, he was one of the reasons I got into New Japan before he this was much of a character, I guess. And I was very excited to see him as champion, and I think that was one of the most brutal things that I had to sit through for a year of AEW was what he chose to do with that belt. Chris, you're up. Hardest to watch. Oh, it's time for me to go to bed. Perfect timing. I don't know if you heard that. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, after just hearing Brandon say that, I, I really want to just completely change what I had to say because I think he's 100% correct. Uh, but I went with – we're going to go back to WWE at the beginning of the year. This is the only time we ever really watch it. I got a lot of WWE on my list. That's okay. But um, hardest to watch Perfect. was anything involving Alexa Bliss – Leading into Mania. Oh my God, I forgot. All oh, about that. Yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. Um, the only thing with that was, is you know, you at least had a guy. She was working with a guy who sold the shit out of it in Randy Orton. 
Um, but man, she was just from the from the fire and the black stuff and the the goop, and the, the goop and the and the box like structure and the all this other stuff that went on. Um, the the creepy sitting on the swing dressed like a uh, preteen girl and all the wrestling and all the creepos falling in love with her, which was Ooh. gross. That that was probably the most painful thing. I did want to give an honorable mention. Um, once again, WWE, because uh, I went back and I watched some videos. Anything watching now, <laughs> anything that took place in the Thunderdome. Yeah. If you Ooh. watch it now, like we were so like, oh, God, this is where we're at. It's, it's we got to deal with it. Right. So you kind of took it with a grain of salt. But if you try to watch it now. Um, it'll come up in, in another in another uh, in another category. The the obvious 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 piped in sound. People, you look at the people; they're not even looking at their computer. It was just a technological marvel. I mean, really was. It was they came up with that thing in no time, and they really did a good job working with nothing. But man, is it just it it it, it you know? I mean, you made something out of complete shit. But at the same time, it does not age well. I mean, it's really bad. It's still made out of shit. Right. That's a really <laughs> yeah, good like, one. Yeah, like, you know, when, when it was bad when we saw it, but it was like, well, they're trying. They're putting some effort into it. I appreciate the effort. Not really, but you know what I mean. And But now you watch it, and it's just like, wow, this seemed a lot better eight months ago. Yeah. Just to hammer that home, both of both of your selections and mine, what made them the hardest to watch wasn't just that it was just stupid. It was at first you're like, hmm, the Thunderdome is cut. You know, I like what they're trying something different. They're trying to make the best of this. That's Chris's second place though. His selection was Randy Orton. Yeah. So both of his, so Randy Orton getting burned alive. At first we were like, Ooh, like I'm curious. Like we had a good time with all of these things. Kenny Omega at first, we were like, oh, he's a champion. I hope he does something. But the goddamn nosedive into the Pentagon that they took <laughs> <laughs> is what made them the hardest to watch. <laughs> that look at 9-11 jokes. <laughs> 9-11 jokes. Never, it's 20 years. It's 10 years. Uh, it's never fine. forget. Never forget. I forgot. All right. Now, it'd be easy for me, hardest to watch, because I complain about them every week, is the Young Bucks. That would be easy. That's too easy. I am going with Dark Side of the Ring. I found Dark Side of the Ring this year to be absolutely fucking disappointing, unengaging. It brought us uh, the worst dude ever fucking exposure, which is fine that he was exposed. Uh, what the fuck's that guy's name with the polka dot pants, Chris? Tommy Dreamer. Tommy He's Dreamer. Slob. Yes. We had Tommy Dreamer defending guys for having people women touch their dick and like against their will. We had the Johnny canine episode. What a fucking, we had <laughs> fucking Brian Pillman's wife. No, the husk. Brian Pillman's husk. Dried husk. Little teeth like falling over first. Yeah. Dark Side Dad, of the Ring was, was uh, pretty fucking bad this year, especially because we get so excited for it. How about in loving memory of New Jack, the murderer? 
What a fucking horrible human being. Just because somebody gave you an interview, that doesn't mean they're a good fucking human being. I'd like to take the two of those fucking guys and smash their heads together like the, the three stooges, like coconuts. Just fucking, just smash them and then rub them like this, motherfucker. And like Brandon said before, he said he's like, it's like uh, he, they got um, Chris Jericho on the production side of this, and they were, he was like, yeah, it'd be cool. Let's talk about a lot of Canadian people. Let's talk about this guy. Hey, you know, it'd be cool. Let's talk about that guy. And they included so much Canadian shit. Not no offense to Canadians, but come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, There's plenty of other shit they could have talked about. I don't know why they selected what they did. I think I think I made this. I definitely made this point before. But yeah, say it again. Um, it's almost like somewhere in between. I mean, it's definitely like somewhere in between season one and season two. They became, they became, it became that they were part of the pro wrestling business. Yeah, they're smart. They're all suddenly smart marks. Uh-huh. You mock. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't disappointing at all. That's how you know this is the real dark side of the ring. The hard for wrestling is that we'll fully conceptually collapse in on ourselves as a podcast when even the guys that highlight the lowlights don't highlight the right lowlights well enough and that becomes a lowlight. <laughs> no, it's great. It, it, it happened in Philly, so I loved it all. If a podcast called Har- Wrestling is Hard to Watch decides that your wrestling is bad show, it's, it's shitty, then you got a fucking problem. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Let's go with the best show, best overall show. Now, we have a big-ass list. Not really of shows. We have big-ass match of the year list. Should I go through the list real quick? Of of shows? Yeah. Yeah, go through it. Okay, I'll go through the shows because match of the year is a lot bigger than – match of the year is too long. I'm not going for that. It's like 30 fucking matches, 35 matches. All right, so we had uh, from January 5th, we got uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Oh, fuck, I forgot something for most disappointing. Guys, Go spit it out. Jay White. Jay Ooh. White. Where the fuck is Jay White? Jay White does that promo in fucking Wrestle Kingdom Night. The disappearance of Jay he's White. He's the hottest fucking product in professional wrestling. He pretends he's not going to resign. Everybody's worried he's not going to resign. He shows back up. He disappears off the fucking face of the planet. He's on TNA yep. twice. The New Zealander coming yeah. out of Jay White. I don't know what the fuck happened. He's gone. I'm hoping he shows up at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Uh, there was a couple of DDT shows. So DDT Kawasaki Strong on Jan- on um, Valentine's Day, the Stardom 10th Anniversary All Star at All Star Cinderella at Nippon Budokan that had um, that Julia versus uh, Tom Nakano match on it. TJPW's Yes Wonderland 2021, uh, the Hana Matane uh, show, which was the memorial show for uh, Hana Kimura. Cyber Fight Festival. Looks like I'm the only person that added anything to this list. Cyber Fight Festival on June 6th, uh, Stardom Cinderella Tournament 2021 Final on uh, June 12th, AW, or, sorry, WWE's Money in the Bank from uh, July 18th, and All Out, AW, from uh, September 5th. So, uh, Chris, you're up. What do you got first? What do you got? Uh, I have nothing on that list. Well, why didn't you um, add a, if I won't even think of it if it wasn't on this list? No, 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 no. It, 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 I looked at that list. Okay. And then I thought to myself, was any of it that great? Um, 
most of the stardom stuff i didn't see the whole thing or it was a little lost during because i don't know how to use a fucking computer to watch english commentary because i'm a moron so i'm gonna get a little smarky here and my favorite show of the year was the youtube show for aw when brian danielson wrestled minoru suzuki okay well, i got so fucking hyped for that show there were some other matches on it. Of some type. Yeah, it was it was before Rampage because um, WWE went a half hour into their programming, I believe. Yeah, weird some thing. kind of weird shit went on. Um, so they decided that they were going to do a YouTube show, and then they were going to show the first half hour Rampage ad-free because um, WWE was going an hour or two and a half hours with SmackDown. Um weird you know whatever i mean I, I, look i guess if you can produce your youtube show put it on whatever the fuck you want because it's still up there but uh that that match was was just i was laying in bed watching that match it was just so fucking good that i think it deserved to mention uh i think it pretty much that match alone pretty much blew away in my opinion any of the uh full-on shows pay-per-views whatever you want to call it um i also I'm going to be honest with you, um, for me, at least, I had a very hard time enjoying any wrestling at the beginning of this year. Uh, it was stressful as fuck. We had shut down again. So it was just, uh, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was rough at the beginning of this year for me. So it was really hard for me to find a lot of enjoyment and stuff that we watched earlier. So, um, but this was definitely a highlight for me. Does that mean I'm up? I don't want to go next. Yeah, go next. Okay. Um, I got to bring up the card to make sure. See, that's the problem I'm having here. I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I'm splitting between two here, and part of them are both despite AEW because they had a leg up on everybody as far as the quality of their product this year, and I felt like they're all of their pay-per-views underwhelmed. Uh, so I, my selection is Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 uh, back in January, almost a year from now or from today. Ha- pulling that off, having somewhat of a live crowd, had that 30-minute Kotobushi Naito match. It was like a breath of fresh air when in, like, I was really hunkered down eight, nine months into the pandemic uh, getting something off like that and and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. That was probably my favorite time I had watching a specific one night show of the year. Uh, and then the other, it was a two night show. the The other one I wanted to mention as an honorable mention was WrestleMania 37. I think I kind of patriot out here and was happy that they had a live crowd when I was watching it. Night one, I was yeah. like, oh shit, there's something finally fucking going on. Uh, a group of friends and I watched it together. It was the first time I had seen some people in a while, and uh, maybe for some sentimental reasons, but I was like, you know what? Leave it up to Vince. <laughs> 80-year-old Vince, he's doing this. We got a, we got a real wrestling show and a live crowd here, and it was a lot of fun night one. So Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, especially we got Bianca versus um, Sasha Banks. Banks is the main event, right, on night one? Yeah. Yeah, and awesome the Bad Bunny match. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a good show. All right. 
I know this is tough. I'll stick with my guns. I'm going to go with the uh, Stardom All-Star Dream Cinderella. I'll give you reasons. You had a really good, you had a bunch of title matches. You had the goofy-ass rumble with the booby guy, which was terrible. But it was entertaining. Uh, you got um, uh, Utami Hayashi versus uh, Sai Kamitani, where she did, did that power bomb and she spun across the ring. And you got Tom, good old Tom Nakano cutting Julia's hair. It was a good fucking show from top to bottom, except for the booby guy. But everything else about it was really good. They included a bunch of people from other companies, including Nanaya Takahashi, who is now retired. It was a good show. I thought it was very entertaining, especially early in the year. Um, honorable mention to, uh, of course, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, which I fucking loved. But I don't know. I got to stick by my guns. I got to go with what, what I know. Know what I mean? Yeah, we uh, that was the one that we watched the most all of, I think, Chris mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. And it was it was the most I mean, but I didn't watch all of the other shows, but it was very entertaining. All right. So let's uh what's the next category we want to do? I guess best best match. Best match. Now this fucking list is huge. I'm starting this off, right? Yeah, you start this one. Okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. At a couple of these matches, a lot of them are really were really fucking amazing. Night two, um, Ibushi versus uh, Jay White was fucking ridiculous, dude. That fucking Shaquille O'Meal match. O'Meal. <laughs> O'Meal. Shaquille O'Meal. I'm having a Shaquille O'Meal after this. I was Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal gets. Thrown through a table, put in an ambulance. They go to check on him. He disappeared. No one knows where he went. <laughs> Fuck it. I love that. Apparently he's working at Papa John's now. I love that man. Amazing. Maybe not. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison, which I have on the list is Morrison. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Bad Bunny was amazing. The entrance was amazing. So good. But if I got to pick one. It's from June 12th, the Cinderella Tournament, the final. Utami versus Suri. Utami's the champ. It goes 30 minutes. They agree to go another fucking 30. We get 60 minutes. Time limit draw. A thing that does not happen in most professional wrestling. We don't get draws. And we got it. And uh, so much so that everybody's favorite pundit, the greatest man in knowing about professional wrestling in the history of the universe, Dave Meltzer gave it like six stars. So it must be good, right? If Dave said so. Dave was like, see, I'm not sexist. (laughs) Dick. I couldn't go against that. Utami and Siri. Fucking amazing. Go ahead. Uh, Brandon, you're up. Brandon, you're on mute. Okay. Uh, I'm doing that thing where I got the on-off flipped and now every time i try to talk i'm i'm muting myself which is good it's really good good radio uh honorable mention i'm going to go g1 night two tanahashi versus okada yeah i thought this was fucking fantastic yeah, it was. them having just toe to toe for 29 minutes and just the pure age of tanahashi finally getting to him at the end the way i perceived it as uh yeah 
two of the all-time greats and just you know doing everything perfectly down at the last second. But my best match of the year, and I can't believe I'm picking this, is the Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. Yeah. At AEW, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, that cage match. That match because, was amazing. Because the blinds are blurred in pro wrestling, and the, the guys that you don't care about at all and you hate, all of a sudden it, something gets brewing and you forget about that completely. And they, they did it that night. That was a fucking blast. That was the most fun I've had watching a match the entire year, and that's why I watch wrestling. That's why I'm selecting it. Yeah, that was good. Chris, go ahead. Is Chris muted. muted. You're, you're great muted. So honorable mention, I have um, Miz and Morrison with Bad Bunny. Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Yeah. Uh, I had three matches here. The other two, I couldn't decide. So I decided I would whip out an old D&D die with the numbers printed on it, not the <laughs> dots like a regular dice. You guys can see that. Mm-hmm. Those listening, it's purple. It's lovely. It's even got a little line under the six, even though there's not a nine. So, um, but uh, evens will be the first one, and odds will be the second one that I have listed here. Mm-hmm. And it's odds. So, so what the first one? one I, the first one I had it was a one, so that's an odd number, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one I had, which would be my other uh, runner-up, would be um, Sting and Darby Allen versus Team Taz in the warehouse. That's ridiculous. Oh. I love that. I really like that. I like the lead-in where K. Sting had the rad old-school truck. Darby Allen was skitching on the back of it when they came in. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of cool spots. Had the multiple stings, which is always awesome. But, um, yeah, the second one I had listed was uh, Lucha Bros and uh, the Bucks. Nice. In the cage. I, 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 that, that actually generated emotion. Yeah, it did. You know uh, what I mean? The music um, was fucking great, too. Yeah, it was just a great fucking match. It was a cage match done right. I'm sorry. They shouldn't be done all that often, but if you're going to do them, you got to bust somebody wide open. Mm -hmm. You have to. You're in a giant metal structure. Somebody's skull's got to be fucking bleeding in in order for it to be realistic. I also, I do not like the, I never liked the WWF slash E presentation of Escape the Cage. I always thought that was shit. Yeah. And this, you know, the cage match happens after a long period of time. It's why it happened. They use traditional wrestling psychology, old school psychology. The baby faces or the heels either escape or have outside interference, which and that causes them to always win to the point where you have to lock you in and everybody out. And you don't have to escape to win because it doesn't make any sense. The first thing you both would do would be run to either side and try to climb over and just throw it up to, you know, what you how, how confident you how confident you are in your speed. Right. So, yeah, this was a really good fucking match. I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to give that one my match of the year. Yeah, that intro music oh, and everything, man, that was fucking, fucking great. Yeah. It was great. Wait, Brent. which what was your pick? My pick ended up being it was a dice roll just because of I I loved I I just liked this thing Darby Allen dynamic and yeah. I liked the way that was presented but I mean you know it, it, even though it was luck of the draw the Lucha Brothers and and uh, versus the Bucks in the cage is a better match anyway you look at it so I'm glad yeah. it ended up that way. Sometimes it just takes chance. Yeah. Roll the dice. That's right. I show you you was right. But not 
but an old school D and D die. I mean, <laughs> respect to Barton Krusty's magnum opus. That was yeah, one of the best yeah, things you could do in an early twenty twenty one. Yep. All right. Ooh, so, I mean, let me just say real quick too, because I want to make this point about that. They managed to uh, produce a television like TV show out of a match without making it so over fucking produced that it looked cheesy. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas WWF, I think the last time they did that was when they Randy Orton, well, the Undertaker one, but even that one was kind of silly. And then the Randy Orton in the in the House of Horrors, which is just a fucking two bedroom house in the suburbs. It's like my house. It's like my fucking house is, is a house of horrors, the Vince. Yeah. Spooky. How could you live in a poor person's house? Ooh. An Eagle's house. The Eagle's house. Yo, Eagle's house is huge. Yeah, yeah there it is. It's a fucking big ass house. I told I, I told Chris, uh, Tina has two friends that uh, live in his neighborhood now. One lives on his on his street, not close to him, closer to Tonewood, but still close. That's, that's close to me. Close, yeah. I was like, but they'll see him exercising. I, I, they exercise. I, te- I, I text, I text you, Jim. Uh, I think it was yesterday that I was actually driving past Tomewood Brewery, and they had this giant ten foot stack of beer, like stacked kind of in the street, mm-hmm. like you know, in a parking spot on the street, not in the middle <laughs> of the street. But as I was, because so this is what happened. We went out to breakfast, and then I dropped my wife off. And then I went out to run errands while she did stuff around the house. And I got up to the end of my block and realized the coffee had just mixed with the food. And I really needed to take a shit. And I didn't want to end up like sake and not get yes. So, so I spun around. And when I made the turn where the brewery is on the corner, the little brewery, I made the turn and I saw this giant stack of beer. I just wanted to like, which, which wouldn't happen. It would just be like, I would hit it. Stop the yeah, fall there, be like running into a wall. Yeah, it'd be like running into a wall. But in my head, I was just like, push. you know, like when they hit those water things and like lethal weapon yeah. and they're driving and they go through those big water things on the side of the road. That's what I was thinking would happen. But it, uh. It I didn't. thought you were going to say for a second, just uh, pull over and just shit all over, diarrhea all over the, the cases. But that was, a, my, it was a, a... There's only one person at Tomewood I would do that to. It was the very annoyed and rude young lady that works there. That was one of my... Shit on her foot. One of my dad's specials was just anytime like those, beer cans. Those, <laughs> those giant orange highway blocking things mm-hmm. were there just... Yeah, lean a little bit left, just tip, roll them into the traffic. <laughs> you know, nice. Just like six years old, being like, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome prank. Now, now it's pretty fucked up. But it is fucked up. <laughs> Great lessons, life lessons. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Best performer of the year. Best entertainer of the year. Chris, you're up first. Now, were we doing a male and a female, or are we picking one of the Entertainer. Two? It's one. one okay, all right. So I, I, I had two of them, um, and I only remember one of them right now. So, oh, you know what? I'm going to go in this direction because I like this. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, <clears throat> Alexa Bliss. No. Can I? Oh, well, you know, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you who my runner up was, was Charlotte Flair. Okay. The Raw after Manny where she came out and shit all over everybody. Um, including her fucking old man that unfortunately did not fall from the ceiling in 2021. We still got a week left, so maybe hardest it'll happen. To watch. Hardest to watch not seeing Ric Flair fall from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and then even in that, because I thought we were doing a male and a female, even in that, Evil Star Like Kid, I put her up there because that nice. was fucking awesome. Yeah. 
Um, but the male, so my favorite performer of the year, this dude did work his ass off with shit this year. This year was a shit year for them. Um, Kenta. It's just kind of weird out there reading the newspaper. Wasn't he in love with a reporter at one point? He was. Um, and then, you know, the stole Yoshihashi's pole, stole his pole, talk shit on Minoru Suzuki socks. Yep. Um, and then in the, the, the cherry on top was showed up in the United States and told Kenny Omega to shut the fuck up. I'm not your fucking friend. <laughs> so that was fan Cause Ke- it, it made it so much better. Cause Kenny Omega was like, Hey man, Switchblade didn't tell me you were coming. This is how they talk in Final Fantasy. <laughs> this is how you stuff in the club. Capcom and Kenny. Give me a two sweet. Capcom Kenny. Capcom Kenny. Like you get. And I think at one point in this year, Kenny Omega actually said, made fun of uh, one of the wrestlers. I don't know who it was. He made fun of him for playing video games in his basement. Meanwhile, the guy's. The Whole Omega life Man. is video games. Yeah, uh, fuck him. So yeah, but that's who I'm going to give it to. Kenta. Oh, excellent. Off the but path. potato fight too. Was that, that the same AEW thing? Wasn't Kenta in the backstage potato yes, fight? He was yes. in the potato fight, which was amazing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> how did I forget about that match? It was fucking amazing. In the tray with the- yeah. Um, the cardboard box of of Idaho potatoes. Yeah. Was um, but what I what we were talking about. Um, this was where I, I mentioned Charlotte Flair. This is where I noticed how bad Thunderdome was because mm. <laughs> she did that promo where she shit all over everybody because they didn't book her at WrestleMania. Like they were punishing her. I don't know if you remember that. Remember she wasn't on WrestleMania and nobody fucking knew why. Right. And um, they uh. She was out there talking basically bad mouth on everybody, and it was just this constant. It was so fucking bad, dude. So, but Kent is my guy this year. Yeah, nice. It's my turn. Yay. Okay, here we go. Three contenders for me. I'm gonna go through the whys. Okay. Mio Yamashita. She's the TJPW champion early in the year she was doing some killer work she had a bunch of good matches she was doing some comedy stuff with uh, maki ito and the tag team she ends up number three on my list the reason being is that there's just not enough body of work when it comes down to it she only has a couple of matches when you think about it compared to other people a couple matches a year she's excellent every time she's in the ring she looks like a champ she is the champ but she's just not she's not enough matches. So second place, it was tough between these two. I used kayfabe storyline to put one person over the top. I went with Siri for number two. Woman's fantastic. Great in the ring. Great promos. Great character. Everything about her is fantastic. Her look is great. But when it comes down to it, she can't beat the champ. Utami Hayashishita Shimi. The champ, she's been a champ all year. She's going into their big show at the end of the year. It'll be her 10th defense. She won the Shoe Pro, or not Shoe Pro, Tokyo Sports Award for Best Female Performer. She tra- she changed her, her ring entrance. It was pretty generic. 
She added roses and this operatic sound. She looks like a romantic character in a in a uh, like a medieval anime, a romantic male character in a medieval anime. She comes to the ring. The music's fantastic. The presentation's fantastic. And she's a powerhouse in that company, and she's a worker. And she works more than most of the people there. She doesn't take any time off. And I'm going with Utami Haya Shishita. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay, I'm going to do one female and one male because that's what I wrote down, and there's not a ton of rules to this. So. That's okay. Do whatever you want. I will give the female what came in second place. Uh, Thunder Rosa I selected uh, from – now, this might bleed into 2020, but going back to NWA Power on YouTube and – being particularly interested in her and her impending appearance, then finally seeing her to the her becoming the keystone of AEW's women's division from a performance perspective, in my opinion, and the angst that I felt, the actual genuine emotion that I felt as a wrestling fan, hoping that she signed the match where her and Britt Baker are eating tax and going insane. Just a fantastic year. Uh, probably has emerged as my favorite female wrestler. Uh, hopefully by the time that everyone's listening to this, she's defeated Jade Cargill. I wanted to give her as much of a shout-out as anything. But uh, as I won't spend too much time talking about it. But as I alluded to earlier, it's my favorite performer of the year. Going Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson. Uh, from what Chris referenced as he eat that peg or whatever it was a piece of a steel chair crushed it in wwe making their most interesting storyline of the year leaving somehow disappearing for six months and still having the most memorable thing to me in aew uh storyline wise he's uh for a show called wrestling is hard he has been the most enjoyable to watch of the year excellent choice Thank you. <laughs> Very chalk, but. All right. So let's go through these. Now we have to come to a decision. All our nominees. Let's let's come to an agreement or not. Let's start with best newcomer. Brandon, you nominated Daniel Garcia. Chris, you nominated Minoru Suzuki. And I nominated Jamie Hayter. Obviously, when we say new, we mean newcomer. We mean new to the promotion in this year. They could have wrestled for 30 years like Minoru Suzuki. Brand new, all three of them in AEW. Has anybody changed their vote at this point? Have you, you been, Have you waffled? Have you moved over and slid to make this an easier vote? Do you need convincing? I need convincing. I will not waffle. You will not waffle. Um, I mean, you could definitely talk me into Jamie Hayter. She was, if it was one A and one B, like it was that close. And no. her, she's more needed due to the lack of depth than Daniel Garcia. So I could definitely be swayed. I think you and I could work together here and defeat Chris. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my vote. I think that you made a good point with her, Jamie. Hayter. And I think she should be the yeah best newcomer, definitely. It's, you know, because I mean. She can work, and she's working with some crap. Yes. So, yeah. And she's As catching them in before, midair. I said and, before, yeah. she's catching them all. Yep. She's taking all the bumps for these people. Right. And the, she's, 
the like Jimmy's the first thing Jimmy said, the best thing you could do in a performance is make sure that they don't notice that it's a performance. And she right. does a great job of making that happen a lot of times when it should happen. Right. All right. So Jamie Hader. We're all winners here. Yeah, we're all winners here. Jamie Hader, best newcomer. Jamie Hader. 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 Best newcomer. 2021. Excellent choice. All right. Let's see. Let's vote. Best old person flop. No, that's a unanimous decision. Jake the Snake. Sake the Nake. Still haven't bought a Sake the Nake t-shirt. He is by far the biggest flopper. <laughs> also agreed upon best match. You guys both picked AEW's steel cage match, the Bucks versus Lucha Bros. So that wins, beats me out. All right, let's go with storyline. All right, so Brandon has Daniel Bryan's or Brian Danielson stopping the Dark Order. Chris has Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns versus Edge. That whole lead up up to WrestleMania. And I picked the transformation of Dark Starlight Kid. Anybody want to waffle on me? Anybody want to come on over to my side? Yeah, I think I'm going to come over to your side. Yes! Yeah. Brandon, do you have any any uh, final arguments or are you joining? My final, I wouldn't say it's an argument, but my no. final statement is that I invested two minutes of this podcast asking you to dive deeper on the, the topic and once you did didn't take I think too you much. made it clear that that's the storyline of the year that's the payoff for watching it's difficult and i know you know listeners and chris and you know brandon it's this is my shit women's wrestling in particular japanese women's wrestling so i watch hours of this shit so for me it's not weird to sit there and watch a uh stardom press conference at 4 a.m. because I just got home from work and I'm going to sit there and watch them talk about matches that are coming up and doing promos in Japanese that I don't understand. I I buy into these characters and a lot of times with me in particular with stardom and TJPW, I've been watching these people since they were like fucking teenagers. So they're like your little cousin going off to college. You know what I mean? You watch these kids grow. And the sea star like kid just becomes like a she's like a fucking star, man, especially since you went evil. She's been great, man. Welcome to the dark side. All right. Uh, hardest to watch. Here we go. Brandon, you got Kenny Omega in general. He's been a big fucking disappointment. I got to I got to agree with you on the disappointment, man. He comes over from New Japan. You're expecting all this shit. You get goofy video game guy. Chris, anything involving Alexa Bliss leading to WrestleMania? <laughs> Hard to disagree with that one. And I selected Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> what a, not the hardest to watch because, oh, what terrible stories. I feel so bad for these people. No, it was just fucking shit. The show was shit. Everybody's a shit, shit bag show is what they should Everybody's call it. A sh- On the <laughs> next episode of Everyone's a Shithead. <laughs> Johnny Canine. I still can't get over that. They did an entire episode on Johnny Canine. Fucking jobber. Johnny bombed the bank. Yeah, Everybody knew that Johnny bombed the bank. I don't know, and I don't care. Fuck him. Like, what makes him any different than any other bum-ass fucking biker gang guy, except for that, oh, he wrestled once in a while. He got beat on TV every Sunday, yeah. Saturday morning. 
fucking bullshit. He Lance he wrestled Lance Storm in 1991, so he, he qualifies for the show. Yeah. Or what do you think, guys? I'm sticking uh, with guns here. Yeah, I'm gonna switch to Brandon's uh, because at least we got laughs out of Alexa Bliss at the beginning. Yeah, it was so ridiculous, um, and it gave us a lot of material to goof around with and talk about. Yeah, um, Kenny Omega was. You watched Alexa Bliss like, oh no, but you were glued to it. Oh yeah, we were absolutely how bad glued it to it. Be. Yes, Kenny Omega is eye poison. He, every time he comes on the fucking TV in AEW, I don't want to look at him. Yes. Well, you should understand this one. You want to watch him being the elite? Then you'll know what the elite is all about, won't you? With the Brandon talking Cutler, to the camera here. without the mic on it? Oh, that weirdness. But you're making more noise than he did because yeah. you couldn't hear him at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can mute my mic and then nobody will know what I'm doing. Nobody will know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got I have no problem switching over to Kenny Omega cuz he was a fucking turd. Big turd. I got to ask you if I had selected the Young Bucks would it have been more difficult? What is No. To waff. Because I I never like the Young Bucks were tertiary they're also, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They're also kind of doo-doo. They've always been doo-doo. They're um they were a junior tag in New Japan. Mhm. They were in Ring of Honor, you know. They were they were they did their spots. They weren't even Um, like when 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 Kevin Owens and fucking El Generico were in PGW. I don't even think the Young Bucks were stars yet. They were still no yeah secondary. This this was like I told my friends to watch AEW. Kenny Omega is good, and then. Cross my fingers that they didn't actually watch. I'm like, yeah, don't look. Yeah, please don't watch this guy. Like, oh, so disappointed. Go watch his stuff on New Japan. <laughs> I was into Kenny Omega before you were. Fucking wrestling hipsters we are. All right, let's move on. Best show. So we got uh, Brandon's got New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 on January 5th. Chris has the AEW buy-in featuring Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. That's from October 15th. And I got from March 3rd, Stardom 10th Anniversary All-Star Cinderella at Nippon Budokan. If you eliminate Booby Man, it's a pretty stacked show from beginning to end. <laughs> Booby, Booby Man was fucking weird. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I could switch over to Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Yeah, so could I. The reason I stayed away from Wrestle Kingdom was because... First of all, it's fucking, I mean, I'm going to explain, I'm, you know, I've been a New Japan fucking apologist this whole time until the last few, the last summer killed me off. The no, the no, the weird crowd in a giant stadium was kind of fucking weird, you know, I don't know. You couldn't cheer. Yeah, there was no cheering. And that's the reason why I stayed away. I was just like, oh. This was the toughest one because I don't think that there was one that jumped out. Like, every every single one of the these shows, of the had a, yeah, had a, every single one of these shows had a dud in it, or a couple duds. A couple of those AEW shows had some big duds in the middle. Even the last one, whatever the fuck that was called, which we loved the big matches, but some of those middle matches were fucking shit, horrible. Yeah. All right, we'll go with the Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. Chris, you okay with that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I gotta type. <laughs> I can do that later. All right, so last last but not least, we got a MVP 
best performer. Brandon's got Brian Danielson. Chris Picenta out of fucking out of nowhere. I was super Hell surprised yeah. by that. And I took pretty obviously I was gonna take this. If you know me, Utami Hayashishita. Um Now, Kenta, I, if I'm to argue for Utami, I'm going to say that she's been on top of her company the whole time. She's on all the magazines. She's puts in good matches. Well, Brian Danielson had moved aside for a couple of months and kind of just didn't do his thing. You know what I mean? He disappeared for a little while, and then he comes to AEW. It's a different story. Kenta wasn't involved in much title stuff. That would be my thing against Kenta. You know what I mean? If you're going to go like, oh, if you're going to go just work rate, well, we, I'm not going to do work rate. You know what I mean? No. no. His promos are fucking amazing, Kenta's. And in the ring, he's fine. His promos are fantastic. And he's been absolutely entertaining. One of the most entertaining parts of New Japan the whole year. Especially since New Japan was a hefty, stinking pile of dog shit pretty For much all year. Yeah. yeah. But I don't and know, he, man. And he said, fuck you to Kenny Omega. Maybe this is the one we don't agree on. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. I think uh, it's not the worst thing we could do to highlight all three of them and call it a draw because I'm I'm not going to probably back down from Brian Danielson. Yeah, it sounds like we're on the same. Yeah, and I'm not going to do it with Tommy. She's so fucking good, and she's not what you expect from like you know you think Joshi, you think. Uh, What's representing the United States? Uh, Asuka. You know, like people like that. A lot of kicking and a lot of, like, submission moves. She doesn't do that. She's all power moves. She does a fucking jackknife powerbomb. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's a different mold than a lot of the guys that are on top. But, dude, that segment you sent me, that segment you sent me where uh, Sammy Guevara tries to get him on his vlog, and he just... Oh, that's so good. Impromptu. That's like, what the fuck are you that's, doing? Yeah, that's the part where you're like, yeah, Dan, Brian Danielson's like, you don't know if he's like, is this the real him? That's the like, dude. It, I he's mean, like yeah. hippie, he's old hippie wrestler guy. <laughs> Chris, can I pull you over to my side? If you go to Danielson, you could you could knock me out. Is he muted? You're muted, Chris. It's not that important to knock you out. That's okay. We can we can agree to disagree on this one. Okay. Let's Three do it then. <clears throat> oh, I forget how to highlight everything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, this. I don't get paid to I think do this. This is anymore. a good three to highlight and say, hey, no one lost here. Yeah. You know, this is this is the type of thing that a New Japan fan would blow. Their minds would explode if you say Kenta was the best wrestler that represents that company. But it's it's what brings you the most entertainment, right? What you buy into yeah. the most—that's what it is. It's no one else's decision. What is the most interesting? Like, right? All right, should we go through? Well, we'll go through the winners. Any final thoughts before I go through all the winners? I have a final thought, but why don't we wait until you go through all the winners? And I'll, okay, let's do I'll, that. I'll do it. All right. So, best newcomer, uh, we went with Jamie Hader from AEW. Best old person flop. <laughs> Sage the Nake, Jake the Snake, flopping all over the fucking place. Hold on, hold on. You mentioned one Arn Anderson flop, but you didn't mention him who works 10 minutes a year also coming out and f- immediately falling off the ramp. And <laughs> I did. He turtled. 
Didn't I mention that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said he fell down. He said off the ring post. Oh, he did that. I said he fell. He had two big flops, and one just happened last week. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned the ring post, and yeah, him turtling. He turtled. He rolled around on his back. Well, it doesn't hurt that that's out there twice. And then got, yeah, keep and then got, and then got picked up by the assistant, whatever yeah, his assistant, name is. The very buff assistant. Brandon, you remember um, when uh, Arn Anderson fell on the ring and he laid on his back like a fucking turtle? It was like, oh, help me. Help me, Lord, help me. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I'm willing to bet he was definitely yelling at that guy to make sure he sold it. Yeah, I bet you was. Like, there's no way he was like, help me up. He was like, to beat my me. ass. Yeah. Pretend to punch me. I shit my pants. Sell it. Sell it. <laughs> Rope the shit on you. It stinks. Sell it. It stinks. All right. Best storyline. Uh, Dark Star- Starlight Kids Transformation was the winner. I'm really stoked. I'm really stoked with that one. Not that this means anything. I just was really excited about it all year, and I was hoping people saw it. Best Twitter account. Meltzer says what? Wins. Calling out Meltzer every fucking week. Hardest to watch. Sadly, was Kenny Omega. Most difficult wrestler to watch. Biggest disappointment, too, I would say. Best show? Or best match? Best match. AW, whatever pay-per-view that was, the Steel Cage uh, Bucks versus Lucha Bros wins out. Best show, January 5th, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. And our wrestlers of the year. We couldn't we couldn't convince each other. We got Brian Danielson. We get surprise winner Kenta. And we got Utami Hayashishita. Good times. Chris, go ahead. You had something to say. Yeah, so bear with me. Indulge me, if you will. Because um, this is basically our year-end show there's one more week left in the year but that'll get wrapped into 2022 uh i'm going to name a list of of wrestlers here, yes and then we'll tie it all in so just bear with me there's quite a few on this list okay. all right so i'm just going to name them off samoa joe, samoa joe brian danielson cm punk kyle o'reilly roderick strong kevin owens damian priest adam cole the young bucks Cesaro, Adam Page, Brody Lee, Kenny Omega, Cedric Alexander, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Austin Aries, Jeff Cobb, Pack, Marafuji, Kenta Kobashi, Shingo Takagi, Naito, Nakamura, Shibata, Tanahashi, Jushin Liger, Minoru Suzuki, The Great Muda, Kota Ibushi, Misawa, Okada and Kenta. You know what all those guys have in common? They wrestled the Ring of Honor. Yes, they did. R.I.P. Ring of Honor. We didn't mention it last week. I don't think that Ring of Honor, its closing is in the wrestler. The wrestlers are making a big deal out of it, but I don't think any, I don't think it gets enough credit for exposing people, at least on the East Coast to wrestlers they never would have seen given wrestlers that we never would have seen on television. I mean, and look, their television show wasn't great. It was terrible. Yeah, it was always terrible, but they gave, it was their, their shows were easily accessible. Uh, they weren't really expensive. And if you wanted to go get drunk at a ring of honor show, it was usually pretty cheap. Yeah. I'm going to miss that. Um, 
they expose this to this entire this now generation of New Japan. We most likely never would have seen them in the U.S. They managed to get together with New Japan and run a show WrestleMania weekend in Madison Square Garden. If it wasn't for Ring of Honor, Brandon never would have met Pepperoni Pete. (laughs) I just think that, you know, it's going away. You know, first of all, it's it's gone. There were some people you'd see some people being like, well, maybe they'll they'll come back. They're not coming back. It's a Sinclair property. They made that decision to get rid of it. They're not going to turn around and ever bring that back. Um, I just think it's important to notice. Like if you look at these, these are some of the bigger names in wrestling right now, and they all came through ring of honor. Um, and, uh, I think it's a big deal that they're gone. It's huge that they're gone because this and a W are not the same thing. They're totally different. Um, Ring of Honor was Just running in real quick. Yeah. AW doesn't. Well, before it was AW, they have their first show. Apparently, it was all Ring of Honor's equipment. Ring of Honor yes. did all the legwork to get that show on the road. Yeah. I forget what the name of that road was. That a buy in, buy it was, out. It was all, all in. All in. All in. It was all in. It was their. I think it was their rings. It was their tell all their television stuff. Uh, you know, maybe there's some things they could have done better. There are a lot of things they could have done better, but. You know, I just think it's a springboard for a lot of talent that we see on a regular basis right now. They deserve a lot of credit and also allowing us to see Hiroshi Tanahashi live. You know, I you got to see him. Topper. I got to see, I got to see him. Th- I got to see him three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the matches I watched with Tanahashi, he wrestled Roderick Strong. It's still one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Yep, I was there. That's great. Um, and uh, yeah. So I just wanted to give them, you know, just we we, we dismiss things because <laughs> a lot of times we get it just like, fuck it, let's just move on. But it's a big deal that they're going away. And, yeah, it's, uh, my they, mistake, they my mistake. Us. No disrespected Ring of Honor last week. I just slipped my mind. Yeah. So they, I think they just had their final battle. And in all the luck that Ring of Honor's had in the past year, their champion, Roosh, had COVID and couldn't, COVID wrestle, couldn't, their wrestle. Final, couldn't wrestle in their final pay-per-view. It was so, COVID and Bandito, right? Bandito couldn't wrestle either. Yeah. Man. So Roosh and Bandito, both had COVID, couldn't wrestle. That was the end of Ring of Honor. Um, and I bet you there's a lot of wrestlers that are getting let go by WWE right now who were like, fuck, if they could only have fired me a year ago. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll see in a couple more months, we'll see um, Indies start up again, you yeah. know. Uh, but especially, you know, I mean, after the holidays and stuff, hopefully we'll start seeing a lot more indie shows. I think you're going to see a lot of these guys go to them. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, X, not necessarily ring of honor. They'll fill out the undercard, but there's a lot of main eventers. A WWE wrestler is a main eventer in a fucking armory somewhere. Right. So no matter where you are in the card. So hopefully we'll start seeing some of these people working soon. Yeah. Brandon, thoughts? That's it. That was my final thought. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. Um, I was kind of surprised that we didn't talk about it more. I can't believe we uh, they, about it. I'm sorry. They had their final battle show, which I don't know if we'll ever cover. Maybe we'll go over it in a, a retro or something. But one other thing I would add to that, um, that they paid everybody that worked for them through the yep. year, uh, which is the difference between a fucking shitty indie show and uh, a real adult promotion. They made sure that they went out like that. Uh, 
very respectful, even though I, I guarantee you that was probably the last pennies that they had in their bank account. So, uh, well, respect that was, for that. I'm assuming that was Sinclair Media that did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so for this show, even, even with yeah, even with all their super conservative strangeness, sometimes Sinclair has, you know, at least they paid their fucking people, which is yeah. good. Uh, yeah, Can't wait he, to see Will Ferrera sorry, yeah. wrestle somewhere. I met him. He's a tiny man. He's a very little man. I took my got a picture taken with him. We talked about wrestling. He had a corned beef sandwich and went to something down on the river. I don't know what it was, but yeah. we were bullshitting about wrestling for a while. He, um, I just remember there was like a time where he was on every single episode of fucking Ring of Honor. I didn't watch Ring of Honor for long. I just went to their shows when they were in town, but <laughs> and it was, it was all predicated on sorry, it was all predicated on what New Japan star was going to be there. <laughs> right, right. They had it was on what channel was it on? Lancaster TV, Atlantic no, City. No, Atlantic City, Channel Forty Four out of Atlantic Channel Forty Four in Atlantic City. We got in Philadelphia. It was the only place you could get it. And every week I would turn in at turn tune in at like eleven o'clock on a Saturday or something like yeah, that. Or Saturday night, eleven o'clock. Saturday. Yeah. And Will Ferreira in every episode, this little ass dude, and not Rhett winning, Titus. just on every show. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Ring of Honor, dead. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts on our best of, or anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good. You're good, Brandon. I'm happy with the result of it. Uh, we still got one more episode to bring in the new year, so. Yeah. I guess we'll Call talk, it. About, talk about some stuff. Uh, at that point, two, it will be two weeks on from uh, winter is coming. So <laughs> I don't know if we'll really have much to talk. I guess we can blow through winter is coming. There's a bunch of stuff we're going to have to talk about. We're going to have to talk about preview to fucking Wrestle Kingdom because it's coming. Oh, God. I hope you took a full weekend off, bro. Because we're going yeah, to eat, be eating meatballs, brother. Oh. You're off we'll what? be... The 23rd to the 5th, so I'm full. This is my now my job for 10 days. I don't get to pretend like I'm a professional. What about the 8th? What about Yokohama? No, is that a weekday? I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Let me check that calendar real quick. Let's look real fast. Hold on, I'll tell you. The eighth is a Saturday. Okay, you're all right. It's a, it's early Friday morning. Well, not early. We're in Friday there. Morning. No, it's um. It's yeah okay so here's the plan Friday 3 a.m. at Lorraine Bar we're gonna have uh, meatballs or pulled pork your choice box of Joe from Dunkin' Donuts and as many Kira Nichi Bonds as you can drink sound like a plan Chris I'll have Red Bull for you I'm I, I think what I think I'm I gonna got draft club soda Chris I think I'm gonna put a so wait, hold on. Where are we? What, what year is this? This is 2022. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's a, it's a Saturday. No, I'm scrolling. I got lost. So look, it's, at, it's, look at how I, like it's bar closed. Hold on. You were, say you're working Friday night. The bar no, closes at 2 a.m. Then you're you, then the party time starts at three. No, I'm 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 gonna work. I'm going to take off Saturday night and I'm just going to come in and I deserve a fucking Saturday off. What's yeah. more painful is, is that I can feel myself. You guys can see this, but nobody else can. 
that I'm actually looking down the bridge of my nose oh, at God, my phone like I'm bring, fucking 60 don't do fucking that. years old. You know you're not that old. You're younger than me. What the fuck I is know. wrong with you? I know. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> me? Stop. You're as old as you act. Come on. Knock it off. Your Oakleys need to be adjusted. There we go. You got to get them by Folkleys. I got no, I don't need them. I just was, you know. I got them. All right. All right. Yeah, so you're on vacation, so we're going to watch a lot of wrestling. And one of these days I will, when I see um, Matt Scooter outside of uh, Bardot, I will actually pull over and park and hit over. up, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I ride by there every day. <laughs> yeah, do it. I never stop in because I'm like, there's something about riding a scooter in the wintertime. Man, there's a lot of fucking gear to take off. I got fucking winter pants on. I got the whole fucking routine going on. Freezing my ass off out there. I just come in full helmet and everything. Just sit down. We'll be there. Lock up the bike. Come on in. Not take my helmet off. Yeah. Like fucking like Bruce Lee in Game of Death. <laughs> yes. Never take my helmet off. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> full helmet. All right. Let's get out of here. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, well, no, Hanukkah Festivus. already over. But, hey, happy Hanukkah. What else? What else we got? That's it. Okay. That's all the That's holidays. It. Solstice. Solstice is coming up. That's this weekend. King's Day. King's Day. <laughs> Boxing Day. Return your gifts. That's not what Boxing Day is. What's Boxing Day? Boxing Day is when the servants and the masters of the house trade places. When the servants and the messers of the house trade services. And I am the guy who owns the house, but I'm cleaning shit because <laughs> it's fun. I thought Boxing yeah. Day was the day to return stuff. No. Hmm. Well, I why do you call it Box? I, I swear to God, I used to think that you went and got to go around punching <laughs> people. Oh, because fist fight boxing. Yeah, boxing. I thought it was because you box everything up and take it back. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what it was. No, no, no. Boxing day. Boxing hey, day is you know where I hold on. You, you, hold you on. Know where I, hold on. Who's going? Go ahead, Chris. You go I'm first. Going. You know where I learned what Boxing Day was? Uh, on uh, watching Upstairs Downstairs on PBS. No, an episode of Mash. Next. Uh, boo, Brandon. Good. I was gonna say Boxing Day is where you and everyone in your family wear nothing but N one basketball shorts and slap box until we figure <laughs> out who's the man in the house. <laughs> I love that idea. Sounds like Oh, man. All right, let's get out of here. Happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week. And join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. And we will be back here next week. 